You're listening to the Charity Champions Podcast. Each year, TFNB Your Bank for Life chooses six nonprofits from around Central Texas to recognize as Charity Champions. Tonight's Charity Champion is... Champions enjoy live on-field presentations at Baylor University home football and basketball games, online broadcast and print marketing exposure, and world-class leadership development through 360 Solutions, all at no cost to the nonprofit. In this podcast, we want to get to know our Charity Champions a little better. We're bringing those who help and those who have been helped into the studio to hear the stories behind the champions. On this episode, Stars Book Clubs. If a student can't read on grade level in third grade, they are four times more likely to end up dropping out of high school. Executive Director Michael Jeter explains, Stars is more than just helping kids read. Every child needs one consistent, encouraging, supportive adult in their life to make it. And now, let's get to know our champion. Stars Book Clubs is a citywide mentoring and literacy initiative where volunteers from churches across the Waco area are really focusing in on supporting the students of our local public elementary schools. And how do you get involved in it? I volunteered with Stars back in 2010 before we had really focused in on book clubs. And then eventually I started uh, in 2013. I stepped in as assistant director with Stephanie Cordoweg, who um, started book clubs. And then in 2019, I became the director. So what is kind of the history of Stars Book Clubs? So it started with Stephanie Cordoweg, uh, who's a Waco ISD elementary school teacher. She taught for 12 years in the schools, and she saw kind of firsthand the need for not only reading help, but also just for extra encouragement and support emotionally for students. And so she was also part of a church in town, Antioch. And so she thought, how can I provide a way for so many good hearted people I know at my church to really support the schools in a way that the schools want? I know as a teacher, things that are helpful, things that are not as helpful. And so she created this 30 minute a week reading intervention called book clubs where you have a group of two or three students matched up with a mentor. They uh, eat a little bit, talk, and read fun books together. And so the key was making it accessible to as many people as possible and making it fun so that kids and mentors would actually want to do it. So it started at Antioch and then it kind of grew from there? Yeah. So um, we started at Antioch in spring 2013. That year, we had connections with a couple other churches in town told them what we were doing. There were seven others, seven of us total, that we set some others up to do the same thing at some schools around town. And then in 2018, when the school district was really in crisis, the superintendent made a call for for people to get involved, volunteers. And so there was just this flood of people who said, hey, we want to do something. And so we hired a couple more staff so we could support all those other people and set them up, just you know, multiply what we were doing. And so we went from coordinating only Antioch volunteers to them only actually being a third of our volunteer base. Well, last year we had over 400 volunteers wow. from 40 different churches in Waco. So we've loved to see just how this is not about any one church. It's not about any one person, but it's really about getting people of faith united to serve our schools in a way that they really need, in a way that's going to help kids not just succeed now with reading, but succeed for the rest of their lives. 
And so your founder kind of identified this need. Was she working with Waco ISD? Is that how you guys came to this conclusion that this would be a good program to start? Right. So she had taught for 12 years. She stopped teaching, started working at Antioch to kind of oversee the our STARS mentoring program. And so she went back to that same elementary school where she had been teaching in Providence Heights. And she said, hey, I have this idea. You know, how can we flesh this out together for something that is really going to be a win for everybody involved. So tell me a little bit about that that need. Why is mentorship and literacy training something that schools really need? Sure. So we, I love to say things in pairs of two. And so I say in our vision to see students read and succeed. And what we do is a combination of reading and relationship. And so on the relationship part, you know, there's a Harvard study that came out that said every child needs one consistent, encouraging, supportive adult in their life to be able to to make it. And so there are students from real rough situations that that don't really have that. Uh, And there are other students who do have that, but to have one more person step into their life is a huge help. And so that's why we we didn't want to just be tutoring because we say, hey, that's a need. And students, so much of, of the struggle, I think, too, is kind of mental, emotional students having these ideas like, man, I can't do this, you know, or reading's not for me or nobody, I don't feel very cared for at school or I'm dealing with bullying, other things. So there's that relationship uh, aspect is super important. But then at the same time, the reading is critical. If a student can't read on grade level in third grade, they are four times more likely to end up dropping out of high school. And then if a student drops out of high school, you know, they're six times more likely to end up in prison they're much more likely to not be able to find work or find not be able to find work that pays well enough to really support themselves. It's a host of other negative factors that come with that. And so we said, how can we go upstream and make sure every student in our city is set on a path where they have that opportunity to really succeed and make it in life? And so how can we add our support to the hard work that teachers and principals and parents are already doing to really join together as a community and give that kind of opportunity to students all over our city. You guys have been working in several different schools. Let's talk about some of the changes you've seen there. So the first school we really started book clubs at was Providence Heights Elementary. And when we went in in 2013, we focused in on the testing grades, right? This grades where students are gonna be taking those standardized achievement tests, third to fifth grade, We soon added second grade to just get a little bit ahead of it. And for the next seven years, we met with 85% of all second to fifth graders at those school and book clubs. And so 85, you know, nine out of 10 kids almost had a mentor coming in every week to encourage them, say, hey, I believe in you. You can make it. Hey, let's read together. Reading's fun. We can share in our love of learning. We can learn from each other. Over those seven years, Provident Heights made more growth in how many students were passing star reading than any other elementary school in Waco. They went from 52% of students passing star reading in 2013 to 78% passing in 2019. Um, And a lot of that is because of a great principal and great teachers, but we also believe that a lot of that was because of the influence of book clubs. And we actually, to add to that case, we actually did the same thing at Waco Charter School over the course of that time. And they had one rough year towards the end, but in the first five years, focusing again, 85% of all second to fifth graders at Provident Heights and Waco Charter School and book clubs, they made more growth in star reading scores than any other public elementary schools in Waco. Wow. So I know you probably have 
heard of or been involved in knowing stories of people who have been helped, either the volunteers who have found fulfillment or Mm -hmm. the students who have been helped. Do you have any good stories that you've heard? You don't have to be like specific about the person, but good stories you've heard of real success stories from the program. Yeah, you know, there's a girl I think of often who started out in book club in second grade. And when she started out, she came from a predominantly Spanish speaking home. uh, And she had some just real difficulties in school. And she said that she hated reading. And so she was wary about book club. But at the same time, she joined and she loved it. She loved her mentor. Uh, she had one mentor who was with her for about two years. And then another mentor who was with her for the, the next two years of elementary school. And she said, I was failing in reading. And after book club, I just started wanting to read more and going to the library and reading outside of just that short time. And she said, you know, she came back a year or so later and she got 97% on a reading test. Wow. And she said her reaction was, wow, I'm smart. You know, and it's (laughs) this this great example to see a kid who's just so many kids struggle and they just think, hey, I can't do this. This is this fixed problem. Some people can make it. Some people can't. I'm the latter. And for kids to to move to this mindset of, hey, I can do this. And hey, this actually can be fun. And hey, reading can open up a whole new world to me. It's amazing to see. And I love to see that girl, the confidence, the excitement and enjoyment that grew in that girl through these years of simple investment. It was really amazing to see. What do you hear from volunteers about having some deeper purpose in their life because they're helping kids like this? It's really sweet to to hear back from volunteers, a lot of whom are a little apprehensive at first. It's like, I don't know about going into an elementary school and trying to build a relationship with kids I don't know, or maybe not of my world. And I love to see how volunteers will come in and say, wow, I thought this was just about teaching kids to read, but it's really so much more than that. And I've love my kids. And then, you know, people say, I love my girls. I love my boys from book club. They'll say it's one of the most rewarding things they do. You know, many people have said to me, this is the highlight of my week to be able to go in there and meet with my little group. And we are a book club and we are committed to growing and learning and having fun together. So what kind of person makes the best mentor? Great question. So I'd say the best mentor is someone who cares about kids and is serious about being consistent. The number one thing, honestly, we look for is consistency because an inconsistent mentor can actually do more harm than good Mm. to a child, many of whom who already, you know, have had disruptions in their life and other things happen to have an adult come in and then have that kind of inconsistency and drop off can be really difficult for them to process. But on the flip side, To have this adult say, hey, I know, you know, on my book club day, every Wednesday or every Monday, my mentor is coming for me and they believe in me. It's huge. We love to see, you know, we ask people to be consistent over a whole school year. But then we also encourage people, hey, stick with this kid through elementary school, you know, come back next year and stick with this group. That's one of my favorite things to see a group that starts in second grade and they build and bond with each other all the way through fifth grade in elementary school. And so a mentor who has that desire to help kids and that ability to really commit and say, hey, I'm going to do this once a week for the rest of the school year is something we always look for. So you like to have them commit to the full year, but you have a lot of people that are 
following students all the way through their elementary school? Yeah, that's the goal. You know, I say the longer we can keep a relationship going, the more impact it's going to have. And we've definitely seen that over the years. I mean, people who bond and really love each other, mentors who their kid will move to a different school. And the mentor said, hey, I'm going to go to that school too. (laughs) Uh, Last year, we had a mentor where he's meeting one-on-one with the boy. Halfway through the year, the boy moved to another school. The mentor said, hey, tell me where that school is. You know, get the permissions and everything. I'm going to keep meeting there. He shows up there and the kid is, you know, so happy to see him. They start meeting. A couple months later, the kid moves back to the original school. (laughs) The mentor says, great, I'm moving back. And just to see those moments uh, where they reunite is, is so sweet. So you mentioned this kind of grew out of volunteerism through a church. Do you have to be affiliated with the church to be a mentor? So through our program, yes, that's our focus is that we, you know, just focused on our church, getting our church volunteers going. And then now our focus is really on teaching other churches to do the same and empowering them, providing the support. But we would love to see everybody who love kids and can pass a criminal background check investing in the students of Wake YSD. And so we definitely have a strong network of other organizations and even people within the school district that we uh, can connect people with if they're not part of the faith community, because uh, really we believe that it takes everybody and we're trying to do our part to influence our world. And so COVID's probably been a big challenge to you guys. How have you kind of changed how you how you work? COVID really uh, changed everything this year. We went into schools to meet with kids and in person, and that for safety reasons can't happen this year. And so we really went back to the drawing board and we said, what can we do? How can we think outside the box? We have set up people to read aloud to classrooms via Zoom on a weekly basis. And that's been a huge win, both with the mentors, but also with the teachers. One mentor said she was able to do it with the class where one of her students from her book club was in that class. Mm. And when he saw her, he started tearing up just to be able to see her again and know that she was there, you know, trying to support. So that's been the classroom reading is over Zoom has been a big thing. Uh, we're setting up as many people as we can as pen pals uh, with their old students. And we're trying to incorporate books and reading so that mentors and kids can, one, stay connected and have that encouragement but two, also to motivate kids to read, because I was just reading a report yesterday over the spring and the summer, students lost an average of about six months Mm. learning loss because of the COVID and being out of school and then the normal learning loss that happens during summer. So it's really a critical time for students and schools and teachers. And so we're trying to support teachers as well. You know, we're giving them books, letting them choose books for our inventory and taking them up in a box to give to them for their classroom libraries. We're doing book distributions to students as well. We sent over a thousand books to students for Christmas. Wow. Um, and so just really, it's really a patchwork of how can we get books in the hands of students? How can we get the me- encouragement of mentors to, to teachers and students? And we're still looking, we're still trying new things to see what we can do in this crazy time. Yeah. And so above being a mentor to a student, if somebody didn't feel safe right now during COVID or wanted to give in other ways, you guys would accept people helping out monetarily to get books and stuff like that? Absolutely. We uh, always could use donations to buy more books. We try, really our focus recently has been getting more representative books of the children we Mm. serve, you know, just as that they're seeing 
people that look like them in the stories they're reading. Sometimes, you know, at the beginning, we're like, we will take the cheapest books and the most donated books we can get because we, you know, we're just, we need something. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, as people give, we've really been able to do that. And the feedback from teachers and mentors has been great. Another thing we're focused on right now is we asked uh, the schools we work with, hey, what's your wish list? Like, what would be amazing for you this year? And some have said, hey, kids need Kids lose the chargers and the headsets for their iPads. They need, you know, other things for this remote learning. We need extra masks to have on hand, or we could really mm. use them, you know. Um, and so right now we've put up uh, on our website, uh, starsbookclubs.com, we've put a school's wish list where people can click on there and find a way they can either donate it or they can send us the money and kind of tell us, hey, it's for this and we can buy it and give it to the school. That's really cool. You guys haven't just sat around and said, well, this is how we help kids normally. And if we can't do it, we're just going to stop. You guys are finding new and innovative ways to help kids and support the, the the teachers. That's really cool. Yeah, thanks. You know, I mean, it's a critical time, you know, so we'll do anything we can. We did a video on you guys to show at the Baylor game. Saw one of your volunteers walking through the Mayborn with a laptop kind of like showing kids stuff. Is that kind of an innovative way to help kids expand their world? Absolutely. So this is something we love to see more of, but this is an amazing volunteer who works at the Mayborn and she does the Zoom classroom reading. And at the end of each time reading her book, she said, hey, now I want to show you this exhibit yeah. at the museum where I work. And so we're trying to find ways for other volunteers to say, hey, this is my job and this is my profession. Here's a glimpse of it. And this is what you have to do to get right. there, because a big part of our mentoring is saying, helping kids form the pathways in their mind of, hey, I can get to those mm -hmm. places. I can get to be a doctor or a teacher or, you know, whatever I choose to be. And knowing people who are in those professions and seeing the links, uh, we think is a huge part of just setting them up to really believe in themselves and uh, go for those dreams. Well, so you guys are charity champions this year. And... We kind of want people to cast a future. Like, what do they see themselves being in the next five or 10 years? So what do you see stars kind of developing into? Uh, you know, we would love to see every student, every elementary school student in Wake YSD who wants a mentor to have one, you know, and that's a, that's a big task. And, you know, we're probably not going to be able to do it all by ourselves, but we think we could take a huge portion of that. And we can really, I want to see other churches, you know, First Methodist is a great example of another church that's really bought into it. And they said, hey, we want to give towards this. We want to recruit volunteers. We want to adopt schools and really take ownership of, hey, we're not okay with students mm -hmm. failing. We're not okay with schools struggling. This is our community and we want to support it. And so we want to see more of that, you know, and, and to see Wake YSD schools be really the the envy of Central mm -hmm. Texas, you know, and and possibly even moving on to some other school districts as there's opportunity. But right now we're saying, hey, we're here and we're for Waco. We've kind of talked about it, but what are your, some of your big needs right now? We could use donations for more books to give to teachers, for the classroom libraries, to give to students to read. We are looking for more volunteers to either be pen pals or to read aloud to classes via Zoom. And then right now we're focusing on this school's wish list. If you want to bless a school, let us know. So those are the, the main ways we're focusing on right now. So what's the process for somebody if they want to become a volunteer with you guys? 
all you have to do if you want to volunteer with Stars Book Clubs is go to our website, starsbookclubs.com. There you can learn more about us. You can uh, apply to volunteer. You can donate. We are looking for members of the church communities of Waco, but we would love to, if you're not one of them, we would love to connect you with a way to volunteer and serve Waco ISD as well. All right. So just wrapping things up again, what's the the website so people can find you? It's starsbookclubs.com. And we'd love for you to come check it out. Michael, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Charity Champions podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review us. This helps our podcast reach more listeners. Have a charity you'd like to nominate for next season? Visit charitychampions.org and look for the nominate button at the top of the page. You can also find more information on this podcast and all charity champions at charitychampions.org. We'll see you next time.